0: a lot about expectation, um, which is something I've been talking a lot about, how important it is to have um, your expectation set uh, and based in the finished work of the cross and the love of God. Um, allow that to be what sets your expectation in life, not <clears throat> the report of the media around you, um, You know, not, not, not the report necessarily of the world. But allow your expectation uh, to be set by God's love for you and God's plan for your life and the fact that he wants to bless you and be good to you, not based upon uh, your obedience or perfection, but simply based upon his goodness and his love. And uh, that entire relationship um, is based in grace and um, it uh, allows us to experience and be overwhelmed by a love and goodness that um, is beyond anything that our minds can imagine or comprehend. Uh, we talked a lot <clears throat> along these lines on Sunday and, and talked about how powerful just the goodness of God was and how, you know, God not only has goodness reserved for us in heaven. Um, you know, Bible says that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither entered into the heart of, of those, um, you know, what God has prepared for those that love him. But God has goodness prepared for you and I here on this earth, here and now, in your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, everyday life, <clears throat> goodness and blessing and favor and kindness. You know, God wants to be kind to you and he wants to show off um, his kindness in your life. And, um, and, and man, he just really wants to be able to get a hold of us, you know, and love us Um, into a place where uh, really almost a submission, you know, when you're loved so thoroughly and completely, um, you relinquish your will and you allow the will of another to determine your direction. And that's what he does. He comes in and loves us in an unconditional fashion, but then he invites us into this relationship where he's like, I'm going to live, you know, your life through you. You know, where Paul in Galatians said, you know, never, you know, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I live yet not not I, but Christ lives through me. And, uh, you know, that's what he wants to do. He wants to live his life through us and, um, you know, which brings us into a place of rest. And so the greatest thing that can happen for you or me is that we listen to the Lord and we're led by his spirit and we obey his promptings and his leadings. Uh, That's the best life for us. And uh, that's God's intention with his goodness is to overwhelm us and love us into a place of submission where he can lead us and give us the best life that he can on this earth. Now, that does not mean that there's going to be an absence of of trouble or challenges in your life. Um, You know, we we all know that's not true. This life is filled with. With challenges. This life is filled with persecutions and troubles, and so you know the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And so you're not promised a life void of tribulation, but you are promised a God who is strong and who will who will walk this life with you and be your salvation, be your protector, be your hero, and He will lead you. Uh, to overcome you know you have an invitation to overcome the bible says that they which receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life you know that word reign in the greek you know it's the word basilia and it's where you know where we get the word for for royalty and so there's an invitation to the children of god to reign in life you know reign as kings and priests in this life and that that, there's an invitation uh, for us to do that it's a partnership with the Lord and uh, a relationship with his goodness. And uh, so that's, that's the, that's the covenant that we have been invited into. And it's important to, you know, keep that in the forefront of your mind and uh, keep that in your thought process, because that is what is going to um, allow you to face the challenges that are presented to you in this life. You know, we have corporate challenges in the human race with, you know, politics and, and uh, COVID and, riots and violence and racism and all of these things but then we also have individual challenges that we face as individuals and that can be things that come against our families but it can also be things that come against us as individuals that maybe nobody knows about private struggles that uh, nobody knows about just you and the lord and so there's so many things uh that 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 are that we are called um, to overcome in this life but the beauty of it is is that we don't have to do it in our own strength and uh, we we also we just have to allow and trust and surrender to the lord's strength you know he never called you or me to do anything in our own strength you know the the fruit of that comes out of the branches is not the product of the strength of the branches. It's a product of the connection that the branch has to the vine and the vine has the strength. The vine has the power. The branches just bring forth the fruit. And so our part is really, is just to stay connected. Um, you know, we are, um, that's really our part. Our part is not to provide the strength. Our parts to provide the surrender. Our part is to yield to salvation and all of its many, Beautiful forms. The greatest form of salvation, of course, being that your name would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But that word soteria in the Greek means many, 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 many different experiences of salvation. That includes healing and and deliverance and protection and and provision and and, uh, relationship wisdom and all of these beautiful Blessings that the Lord has, you know, all those blessings that we had under the old covenant, those have not been taken away. It's been added to this new covenant doesn't do away with the the blessings of the old. It actually just adds to. And that's why it's a better covenant established upon better promises. And so all those promises of the old covenant, they're ours. And uh, they're not they're not ours based upon our merit. They're ours based upon what Jesus did for us. Our part is to simply believe and to receive and to really take. That's what the word faith really means in a a literal sense. You know, God's provided the table. God's provided the blessing. But it's our part to sit down and eat. You know, you've been invited to the table. So uh, that salvation is the experience that God wants to give to us in this life. And it allows his blessing um, to have expression into us. And not only to us, but also through us. You know, God doesn't want to just touch you. God wants to touch people through your life. He wants to touch your family, he wants to touch your spouse, your children, um, strangers, your church, your community. You know, God wants to, he wants blessing to flow to you and he wants blessing to flow through you. Um, and, and really uh, the, the, the undercurrents of all that blessing is love. You know, God wants to love you first, you know, for free. With no merit or deserving from you, but then as He loves you, He wants to love you so strong that that love fills you up, and then brings you into a state of overflow where love flows to you, and then love flows through you, and the expression of love through you is different and unique than it is from anybody else. People express love differently. Some people um, are encouragers. Some people are leaders. Some people. Um, are givers, you know, some people uh, are the type of people that have a prophetic personality where they they speak truth in a very black and white sense. Um, Some people uh, are are served, they're they're ready to serve, and some people are called to preach, you know, And, and so there's many different forms of the expression of love. But it's that current of love to you and through you that God wants his goodness to catch that current and then his goodness to be expressed in your life and then through your life. So God wants you to be good to the people around you. God wants you to be good to your neighbors. God wants you to be uh, good to people who work for you and who work with you. You know? Um, you know, like I've had a lot of we've been getting a lot of stuff done at our home. And I've had a lot of opportunity to be a blessing to people, you know, and not just do barely enough, but just be a blessing to people. And so, uh, you know, and it's been an opportunity to be a witness, you know, it's been an opportunity to share the gospel with people that have been, you know, working on the home and stuff like that. And so, um, it's been, it's been a beautiful thing, you know? And so, uh, God, that's God's intention. God wants you to experience his goodness. And then God wants that goodness to flow through you. And so, that's a pretty good gig. That's a pretty good deal. That's what he has for you. And so, uh, once again, your part is to believe. Now, one of the things that will hamper you from experiencing this is a preoccupation with self. A lot of people, that's, that's one of the really I think the, one of the primary things that people deal with, at least human beings deal with, is preoccupation with self. And um, uh, and the way that happens is, uh, you know, when, when someone first gets saved, they, they lose sight of a sense of self you know they're you know they come you know they come broken they come you know dirty they come uh you know recognizing they're a sinner they come to the foot of the cross they lay themselves down um and and, you know in that place of humility and they lose sight of themselves they just look to jesus and they just see the lord and they see his beauty and his kindness and they call out on the name of the lord and they get saved and so in the very beginning there is no sense of preoccupation with self other than the fact that um you know you're just beholding the lord and so um but then what can happen is that initial beautiful experience can transition into um an occupation with self because you can start to look at the good things that you've done you can look at the bad things that you've done and you can start to get your eyes off of jesus and get your eyes back onto yourself good and bad, you know, uh, but anyway, that That preoccupation with self uh, really can can really cause a sense of self-righteousness to arise, which um, is what actually frustrates grace. And, and, and self-righteousness can be um, it can be expressed in two primary ways. One um, is a, you know, a sense of pride. which I think we're aware of the self-righteousness that was exhibited by the uh, Pharisees was pride. Um, but then the other one is 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 really condemnation and, and a sense of unworthiness and a sense of not being good enough or able uh, to receive from the Lord. Both of those are a, a sense of self-righteousness that um, is really a, a preoccupation with self. And so uh, both of those will hinder grace. If I, you know, as a born again child of God, if I start to embrace the ideology that, that um, I'm no longer right with God and that God is against me. And that I'm guilty and I'm unworthy to receive. I've turned my eyes away from Jesus as my righteousness. And I've now began to embrace myself as my righteousness um, in the form of, you know, uh, the filthy rags of man's self-righteousness. And so if I'm looking at my filthy rags and, and, and determining that I'm unworthy, once again, my focus is wrong. I shouldn't be looking at me. I shouldn't be looking at these rags. I need to drop the rags and look to Jesus because Jesus has now become my righteousness. And that is the place where grace flows, uh, because once again, there's a release from the preoccupation with self. But then the next way uh, that it can really happen and that self-righteousness can uh, exhibit itself or or be expressed is, uh, you know, not a sense of condemnation, but once again, a sense of pride. There's a focus on the good things that I've done. And now, you know, I have kind of a swelled head and I have a sense of pride and I have this sense of, um, you know, now my eyes aren't on the Lord eyes are on me and my accomplishments. Well, I do this and, and I, uh, and I, you know, I fast and, you know, and I give and I do this and I do that and all these things. Um, and then once again, I'm looking at me and, uh, you know, kind of the Christian memorial that I'm erecting to the greatness of myself, <laughs> how great I am, how great I am. Yeah, you know, I always joke around and say, that's the song of man-made religion. It's, uh, you know, the unholy Trinity, me, myself, and I, uh, but anyway, I could laugh about that all day long, but that, that pride and that self-righteousness is expressed, uh, once again, with the preoccupation of self. And so God wants to deliver us from looking at ourselves in a sense of condemnation and looking at ourselves in a sense of pride and just keep our eyes on Jesus. And so really that's the simplicity of the gospel. That's that narrow path of life, um, is that place of grace, you know? Um, and it's a beautiful place but it's easy to get out of because everything in this world's contrary to that everything around here operates in merit and so um but really the simplicity of it, and the beauty of it is if we can just keep our eyes on jesus and recognize that he's our righteousness remember that hear that afresh and anew experience the love of god on a regular basis then that strength that's coming to us is going to flow through us and uh, we are going to uh live a life that glorifies his name in the earth with our conduct and with our behavior and with our motivation. So um, I believe that's um, I believe that's God's plan for our life. And so uh, that's kind of what's been on my heart this evening. So God bless you guys. I appreciate y'all joining in. I see a bunch of y'all on here. Um, anybody have any questions or statements? Um, that's That's just been burning in my heart, that message. And so I've been preaching many different variations of that here lately and focusing on different points, but um, that's what's been burning in my heart. So I'll open it up here for just a minute. If anybody has a question or a statement or something about something that I said, I would be happy to uh, answer any of those. Hello, Angel. Good to see you on here. I have a question. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. Bless you, brother. Amen. Focus on who he is and what he's doing. Loving us. He says we are. Amen. Praise God. I agree 100%. All right, cool. No questions. Well, God bless you guys. Thank God for joining in. I'm just going to pray over you. Father, I just thank you for all the people that are watching this now and in the future, that it's a blessing to them. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to their hearts, that you edify them, you strengthen them. Thank you, Lord, you help all of us to keep our eyes on Jesus, the simplicity and the power of the, of, the, of the gospel. Lord, I just thank you that we'd not be caught up in our mistakes and we'd not be caught up in our victories, but we'd be caught up in the cross. And Lord, we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen.